Alchemy is an ancient practice associated with science, chemistry, physics, astronomy, astrology, art, symbology, metallurgy, medicine, and philosophical analysis. And despite that these sciences were not exercised in a scientific way as known today, alchemy is the origin of modern logic. and welcome to another episode of Alchemy of Truth. This is Anna Rose Zayed and with me tonight are my co-hosts Nasa Al Khati. Assalamu alaikum. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm very good. That's good. And Amr something something. Amr sorry. Yes. That's the one. How good are you, Amr? I'm good, thank you. Good to good to be here and uh you're in the driver's seat, so welcome to the driver's seat. Thank you. It fits well. I always think the woman should be in charge. I've never mentioned that before, though. So anyway, tonight we have a big show, and we will be kicking it off with an interview with Maha from Mission of Hope about their Ramadan food drive, following which we will be interviewing Basel Ayub. Am I saying that right? Yep. Um, who is from the FAMSI Believe, Achieve, Inspire program. So we'll start with Maha. Welcome to the uh, studio, Maha. Thank you very much. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Welcome, sir. I can't. I was just about to say I can't believe Ramadan's just around the corner. We're only yeah, what, what, yeah. five, six, six weeks away now. Yeah, it's getting close. Five weeks. Yeah. Welcome again to the uh, studio. Can you tell us a little bit more about the umbrella organisation, Mission of Hope, and uh, what it, what it actually does in the community? Okay. Um, pretty much, Mission of Hope is a non-for-profit organisation that is predominantly run by Muslim volunteers. Our focus is on community development and health um, and our focus is in Sydney. The sorts of things that we do is we try to find out if there are any gaps or needs in the community and we try to fulfil that. How long has Mission of uh, Hope been around? It's been around since 2002. So it was developed by a whole bunch of community health um, experts so whether it was psychologists, social workers, those sorts of things, and they felt that there was a need to um, carry out particular services that the Muslim youth in particular lacked. Okay. Um, and can you tell us more, like, with the um, what's the uh, food drive uh, all about? Um, basically, we're in our second year of the Ramadan Iftar food drive at Villawood Immigration Detention Centre. And what we do there is we try to provide daily um, home-cooked meals to the refugees at Villawood Detention Centre. Now, Maha, this is a great initiative because uh, if we've had, you know, if our, any of our listeners have had any interaction with the refugees, uh, they'll know that um, especially during, you know, um, seasons such as Ramadan, for example, and during holidays, that's when they feel most vulnerable and most lonely. And um, us volunteering a bit of our time and efforts and food, preparation abilities um, you know for them for their sake um, really does a, a lot of good for them for their mental health as well it's uh, you know it's a lot of agile uh, for us as well tell us a little bit about last year how well did it go okay well this we're in our second year so last year was our first year and the reason for that is because mashallah there was this doctor in the community who he and his family used to provide all the home cooked meals during the month of ramadan every single day mashallah. so even though mission of hope was wanting to get involved and you know we've been visiting villawood detention center since 2008 we we had constantly asked to be involved in this. Yeah, so we basically want to be involved in um, providing Ramadan iftar meals for the refugees at Villawood Detention Centre. But because that was already covered, we felt that we didn't want to infringe and also reinvent the wheel, those sorts of things. Yeah. You know, it already exists. What's the point of us, you know, wasting resources by doing the same thing that others are? Um, however, last year, unfortunately, the doctor and his family were unable to continue with this program. And so um, this is where Mission of Hope came in. What we did was we created a Facebook rostering system. Yeah, so it wasn't very sophisticated or anything like that. But basically what we did is we had an event page. We listed all the days of Ramadan. We listed the different stages, which is like the different compounds that Villawood is subdivided. So they're divided into different sections, those sorts of things. Um, and basically we did a call out to the Muslim community about who wanted to either cook food for the refugees on that particular day or if they wanted to provide money in order for us to use a halal caterer or yeah. um, contact a halal restaurant in order to provide foods for that Great. particular night. And what was the response like from the community last year? It was, subhanAllah, it was amazing. Like the, the Muslim community is the is 
possibly the most generous I've ever seen. Yeah, um, I totally agree. You know, in comparison to the different communities out there, I think we're, we're definitely a very generous bunch. I was just about to say, um, it, it's, it's a great idea. Was it hard to kind of put that idea into, into practice? Did you have a lot of uh, roadblocks in terms of getting access to providing food to the refugees? Um, how was the department? Were they um, very... Um, willing to, to help out with this uh, with this cause? Well, well, anyone is able to visit the refugees at the Lord Detention Centre. Mm-hmm. Any, anyone is able to bring food, those sorts of things, so long as they meet the prohibited items list. So, you know, they cannot have food within glass or metal containers, with foil products, those sorts of things. Um, so part of their policies is to accept that and to allow that. And if they don't, then they're breaching their own policies. So we had no problems, I guess. And last year, what was the response from the asylum seekers about the meals? They absolutely loved it. Um, so the, the different coordinators of the project at the time were receiving an abundant amount of positive feedback. And that was mainly because the types of foods that we catered were um, were predominantly from their home countries. Yeah. So whether it's the s- foods from their subcontinent, from the Middle East, from Southeast Asia, those sorts of things. So they really missed mm. their foods from back home. And because, alhamdulillah, our community is so varied and so wide, we were able to cater that. Because, yeah. you know, if, if you go down to Lakemba or Bankstown or whatever, you do see brothers and sisters from Indonesia, from Lebanon, from Sri Lanka, from Pakistan. So, you know, alhamdulillah, all different, all different ethnicities and groups got involved. It must be hard to cater for all of those different uh, cultures because um, although we're all Muslims, they all have different uh, tastes in in food. So that's um, right. Yeah, how how did you overcome those difficulties? That's right. But I think um, the common ingredient in all those different communities and cultures is spices, um, I, I was about which to say lacks spices, within yes. yeah, I think Anglo cuisine. So and ridiculous amounts of meat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, actually, generally, meat is is not a daily ingredient in our cooking i think um in in the cooking for the refugees or for oh no no from our cultures so okay. whether it's the lebanese background or whatever like i don't think are you meat kidding is, me well it is now because we're, we're so privileged i think uh, tell us um <laughs> what are you guys going to do differently this year we're going to be a lot more organized inshallah so there was um, lots of disorganization last year no like not at all it worked perfectly well i think that's a relevant question um it worked it worked well but the problem is is that we were only notified a couple of days out of ramadan um the doctor and his family were no longer able to complete um the food yeah the home-cooked meals for the refugees so um from that perspective i think we were quite so it sounds really great that this year there's a bit more time to prepare for it um and get involved and just on behalf of our listeners, how exactly would they get involved in the program if they were interested? Um, well, what we are going to do is again start a event page on Facebook mm. and we're going to list the different days and the different sections. There are going to be three sections this year. Yeah. So stage one, two and three. And we are going to know exactly how many Muslims are within each stage so that the Muslims can then cater to that many numbers of people who need it. Yeah. Um, also, what we're going to do um, which we have done for many years now, is the Ramadan food packs. So what they are is basically having boxes of non-perishable ingredients and goods yeah. and providing them to families that are disadvantaged yeah, uh, in definitely. the community. And that includes refugees in community housing. Yeah. How many people are you expecting to, or how many people do you actually need to, to, make, the, um, to make the program work uh, effectively? Well, there's, because there's three stages... And um, let's just say that Ramadan goes for 30 days. So you need <laughs> 30 <laughs> times 3. So what's 30 times 3? 30 times 3 is 90. 90. Okay. okay. How many people do you need to make this program really effective in, during Ramadan? Well, I guess it's not really a, n- about numbers. It's more of about um, what people can cover. So at this stage, it seems like we need about 90 different lots of foods to be to go into Villa Detention Centre, so that's to cover stage one, two, and three. So well, that's quite a lot then. Yeah. Um. And so therefore, for listeners, perhaps shouldn't assume that everything is covered, and that they probably really definitely will be able to get involved if they want to. Definitely. So whether it's you know being able to cook a home cooked meal, or whether it's providing finances to cover that, it, it's really up to the public and what they can contribute. 
So um, how can people get involved in this? Uh, is there a website, a contact number, anything like that? There, um, what we are wanting to do is start up a another Facebook event page. And so people can contact us through there to say, you know, they want to cover, you know, day one, day two, which stage, how many people, do they want to um, provide funds to cover it or do they want to cook with their family and deliver it, those sorts of things. Yep. Um, you can remain anonymous if you want to and a lot of people um, – did want that last year and that's more than fine what they can do is contact me directly um through facebook and you know mahanadri just look for me um yeah, and and then you'll also need to deposit the money through the mission of hope account yeah yeah and so that's what so the information will be available on the website or the facebook group uh, on on both the website and mm. the, the facebook event page inshallah and inshallah we'll put a link up to the page on our page as well thank you jazakallah uh, Sister Maha, thank you very much uh, for coming uh, on the show. I know uh, we sort of forced you to come in and do this little piece. No, thank you for having me. It's important to promote this event, I think. No worries. I think this is a great event, inshallah. And uh, may Allah reward you for all the work and, and uh, Mission of Hope as well, which I like to call um, uh, Ministry of Health. Um, uh, so again, Jazakumullah khairan. Wa Thank you very much. Wa alaykum The hour has come for your soul's return. Life's journey done. Now the long promised questions come. How did you worship the Lord of the worlds? Did you submit with your heart and your soul? How did you answer the one who was sent as a mercy to you?
and that nasheed was called The Return by Talib Al-Habib. Uh, and also the other name of the nasheed is Inna Lillahi wa Inna Ilahi Raji'un. I would like to thank Brother Faraz uh, Nu'mani for suggesting this nasheed. And now uh, we're going to uh, speak to a very dear respected brother and also uh, the leader of a program which I personally am very excited about, a program that has already um, met great success and brought great results in Melbourne, and now it's uh, being brought into here, which again, I think is going to have a much greater success, inshallah, because in Sydney there are a lot more Muslims. Uh, we've always heard of, you know, developing Muslims, having Australian-bred Muslim leaders and, and community um, spokesmen, but we've never actually seen it happen um, systematically. We've never actually seen people work towards it. Well, this program from uh, FAMSI, which is the Federation of Australian Muslim Students and Youth, um, developed in FAMSI Victoria and now being brought into uh, FAMSI New South Wales, is going to try and tackle that issue. The BAIL program, which is, sorry, it's BAILIP, so B-A-I-L-P, uh, Believe, Achieve, Inspire Leadership Program, uh, is coming to uh, New South Wales, inshallah, and so um, it's going to start in a a few weeks. Uh, and with us today is uh, brother Dr. Basil Ayub, uh, who's going to be telling us a little bit more about it. He's uh, he's leading the leadership program. Uh, so, brother Basil, assalamu alaikum. Alaikum Thank you very much for coming to the station. Jazakallah khair. It's a pleasure to, uh, <coughs> to meet you. you all. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me again. Um, uh, to introduce this unique uh, program that we'll, we're looking at launching, inshallah, in 2013, uh, in February, inshallah. So, Brother Basel, can you tell us a bit more about the Bailip program, just a very general overview for people who have never heard about it before? Yep. Um, Bailip uh, firstly stands for uh, Believe, Achieve, Inspire Leadership Program. Uh, it's the uh, only combined leadership program uh, that uh, encompasses Islamic teachings uh, along with academic strain of teaching uh, and leadership. Um, as uh, Brother Nasser mentioned, it, it's, it was developed in uh, uh, Victoria by the brothers in FAMSI, uh, successfully launched in 2009, and uh, alhamdulillah now it's running its uh, uh, third year, uh, 2012. Uh, and uh, alhamdulillah rabbil alameen it has achieved uh, uh, national and international awards um, from australia and the united states and uh, um, the brothers alhamdulillah would like to launch it in different other states to um, inshallah get the benefit to the muslim community mm. um, uh, in, in new south wales and and uh, queensland at the moment inshallah so we're looking at 2013 as a, uh, a, a kickstart inshallah for this uh, program and what exactly does it entail? Not incredibly specifically, but, you know, just a, how, what you would expect to do if you got involved in this program. All right. Um, as we mentioned, you know, the, the title itself uh, explains what the whole mission is all about. Um, um, believe uh, means to believe that we uh, can develop uh, tomorrow's community leaders uh, uh, through the establishment of a multi-stream educational program. Um, uh, to achieve, uh, um, the student uh, is, um, inshallah, um, achieving a unique year of leadership focused on, on activities and experiences. Uh, they, they also, inshallah, will get a diploma uh, in management uh, uh, depending on recognition of prior learning uh, and, a, and a graduate certificate in management uh from a, a well-known university in, inshallah in in sydney uh, there's is there a university called well-known university uh, uh the well-known university is being uh, contacted at the moment inshallah okay. we'll leave it as a surprise inshallah for the okay. listeners inshallah so it's going to be uws i mean uh, you know <laughs> straightforward uh, <laughs> inshallah we're negotiating at the moment with macquarie university uh, yeah that's right NASA. Moment, uh, which is a leader in management and uh Inshallah, if we, we go ahead, we'll definitely uh, announce it next meeting. Inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, general skills, responsibilities as a, as a, as a leader, a Muslim leader here. Uh, 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 the students will get practical experiences in a wide range of areas, Islamic and professional. Uh, they'll get access to key speakers and mentoring opportunities. Uh, the, the students also will, will uh, um, in addition, uh, get a range of surprises, inshallah, du d during that year of study. 
um, uh, which I will not speak about or talk about at the moment. <laughs> so leave it as a su- surprise. So you mentioned you <coughs> mentioned Islamic and let's say uh, you know for the sake of conversation uh, mm-hmm. secular subjects. So that is are these the streams that you were talking about? Yes, the, the, there's two streams basically. One is the Islamic leadership. Uh, it's designed uh, um, into 16 weeks uh, uh, part-time uh, every Saturday fortnight. So basically it's six, 16 weeks fortnightly Saturday. So it's okay, designed well. as two streams uh-huh. basically. One one Islamic stream and the one one uh, professional uh, yeah. management stream. For the Islamic stream who's going to be giving the lectures or presenting the programs? Uh, uh, we have promised a well, well-known speakers uh, whether it's within Australia or uh, uh, overseas inshallah we'll decide this in the next few a few months uh, so are we going to get like Hamza Yusuf Tariq Ramadan people like that uh, inshallah why not but we're negotiating at the moment uh, with with high profile people inshallah to come on board the the professional stream uh, will be run through facilitators from that university uh, and basically it will be eight Islamic streams and eight uh, um, uh, professional management uh, ones inshallah over 16 weeks um, uh, by November 2013, uh, graduation is, is done and everybody's happy. And uh, inshallah, uh, um, you know, the students will be uh, set up for high profile projects within the community after finishing. And But we don't want to speak about it yet because uh, we are looking at, at building uh, uh, leaders who will take on big roles, inshallah, after finishing. These are people who are already uh, built within. These are people who spend money, time. Uh, effort on themselves to to establish a profile or a mini profile in the community and the selective criteria is very very high so they will have to go through questionnaires and and meetings to be selected to this program uh, we're looking at 25 to 30 students max in that in that year and uh, uh, i would imagine if if we select out of whole new south wales only 25 to 30 that would be a very very bright selection inshallah um, you said earlier before that the program was run in Victoria. Is there much difference between the program being run in Victoria as as opposed to the one in New South Wales? Um, the skeleton is the same. The uh, uh, the uh, the program by itself is actually a copy of the Victorian version. Uh, although we took on board uh, uh, in, in New South Wales to try and uh, uh, make it as special as possible here. Uh, as I told the, the brothers in the first meeting that we held to, to launch the, the program, uh, we would like New South Wales to lead in this. Inshallah, it will be the unique uh, program that everybody will talk about. So, But in terms of the structure itself, yes, it's the same. Both streams, both contracts with with university, same contracts with universities. So perhaps we could get like an inter, interstate uh, rivalry between the Victorian uh, uh people in the program the New South Wales people in the program a bit of rivalry not really <laughs> look I'll, I'll call it I'll call it racing for the mercy of Allah that's, that's how it is it's a good way to put a brother <laughs> and why is it you think we need this program in all of Australia but especially in New South Wales um we need it for the the same reason why uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has created us, as simple as as, as it is, or, or as simple as it sounds. Uh, our purpose on this earth is to lead and to establish uh, good leadership in all aspects of life. Uh, um, uh, many, if not uh, uh, all, uh, our problems come from the fact that we lack excellent leadership, mm. uh, and I'm talking leadership. Uh, uh, not in government. I'm, I'm talking leadership within families, uh, fathers, mothers, uh, um, uh, teachers, uh, people at work, uh, um, neighbors even, um, leadership in communities, leadership in uh, Islamic or Muslim organizations. Um, uh, Prophet Muhammad Wasallam said, uh, the best amongst you is the uh, uh, the best person who can uh, help other people. Oh, this, that's the meaning of the, of the hadith. Uh, um, the other hadith uh, translation in Arabic is kullukum ra wa kullukum mas'ulun Each one of you is a leader. Shepherd. Is a shepherd. And, 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 and each shepherd is responsible for his for, flock. For his, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes. So uh, uh, I would imagine, uh, uh, you know, even from the basic unit of, of community, which is the family, you know, if the mother and father establish leadership within their, ho- the, within their home, wallahi, we won't have any trouble raising our kids. And at the same time, it will be a very easy mission to establish a unique community, inshallah. Inshallah. Do you not think this may be a bit too... Um, 
uh, rosy and romantic of, of an idea. I mean, the fact that we're living here in Australia, you see many Muslims, their children, uh, you know, I know actually people who are shiuch, uh, I should say, uh, and, and their children come up to be, you know, drinking and partying and all these things. And so do you really think it's just a matter of establishing the family unit only? Because at the end of the day, the environment outside the family unit is that's 99% of the child's life. The, the family unit is only 5% when he's at home and when he's not in front of his parents. The, the, um, I would call it a challenge, uh, in fact, uh, Brother Nasser. Uh, um, be, being, being in Australia by itself is a blessing, alhamdulillah. We, we came from all sorts of places and, and from different other places in the world. Some of them are troubled places, some of them are peaceful places, but we came for, uh, inshallah, uh, yani, I, I, would, I would presume that the, the, um, the intention is to, is to, to get the... Uh, um, uh, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us and to raise our kids in the Islamic way as much as possible and to show the beauty of Islam in this community and to show the beauty of Islam to Australia. Uh, we carry a message of peace to everybody and, and uh, alhamdulillah Islam has, has, has created all solutions for, for many societies. Now in the same time we don't, we're, we're not really calling for Sharia here or we're not calling for uh, you know, whatever uh, um, uh, you know, the, the media is talking about recently. We are talking about uh, Muslims living in Australia leading towards benefiting the Muslim communities and the Australian communities in the same time. Why not to have a Muslim prime minister in the future? Why not to have a... Um, Members of the parliament, you know, being Muslims, show the real face of Islam. You know, um, uh, in terms of you know um, um, people having ra you know raising children who went astray at some stage, these are diseases in this in the community and in, in the society. And inshallah, by the will of Allah, because people are turning back to Islam, inshallah, in the right way, uh, uh, we can you know lend hands and we can you know gather up together, inshallah, uh, to to get the maximum benefit of these programs, inshallah, to, to rehabilitate the future generation. I just wanted to ask about the uh, the program. I mean, why is it so um, special? Uh, all right, it's special because it's the only uh, program uh, in Australia that has both the Islamic... Uh, the streams? Stream, stream and, and the academic uh, stream. Uh, other, I've heard about other uh, uh, alhamdulillah organizations, uh, may Allah reward them, uh, they've done the Islamic leadership stream only, but we've gathered this unique uh, coordination with, with the university, that's number one. Number two, uh, um, because it, uh, it has got, uh, it, it has achieved uh, um, uh, int national, international awards, so it's well recognition, recognized nationally and internationally. Uh, number three, the students will get the benefit of uh, leader, uh, leadership in Islam and leadership within the uh, professional sector, uh, getting, a, as I said, a diploma of yeah. management and uh, or a certificate of management, inshallah. I'm just interested, what are the awards that it's achieved? Like, what are they for? The, uh, the awards were uh, basically the best new com uh, community project in 2009 in Australia. Yeah. And the uh, winner of two international uh, exemplary leader awards uh, at the 2010 Chair Academy's uh, 19th annual conference in the USA. That's brilliant. So that's some mm, pretty high accolades mm, there. Mm. Um, and what would students achieve and what skills do you think they will come out of the program with? Uh, yeah, alhamdulillah, the, the, um, the, the students are uh, from the professional sector, inshallah, a diploma or a certificate of management. Uh, from, the, um, from the Islamic uh, s sector, inshallah, uh, um, the main thing that we're looking at at this, at this stage is to, um, uh, for the person or the student to change within, um, to be a better person, to be able to contribute to their community and society, to inspire others to lead. Uh, to achieve their goals in a simple, effective, and organized manner using uh, up-to-date strategies and skills. Uh, um, before the leader can uh, achieve, they, they need to set goals, uh, draw their map, uh, plan their journey. Uh, then uh, I believe the starting would be uh, very, very easy. Uh, uh, on top of that, there are many, many skills and, 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 and practices that the, the students will get, inshallah. But we can, inshallah, talk about it in the next uh, meetings or uh, uh, inshallah, we'll, we'll set up a Facebook page on it and, and inshallah, inshallah, within the website, the Bailey website, uh, people can uh, log in, inshallah, uh, see all the benefits there, inshallah. No worries, inshallah. Now, you mentioned here, you're talking about developing 
um, leadership skills. Now, uh, if you if we were to say, for example, that we want to develop a you know a musical skill in a person so that he'd become the best uh, pianist in the world, or if we want to uh, develop uh, painting, I don't know why I keep uh, mentioning artistic uh, subjects. Picasso. P- yeah, no, maybe Picasso. I mean, Picasso, for example, grew up as an artist. He wasn't developed as an artist. Leadership is not just you know A B C do this and do that and then you become a leader. It's it's something much more ingrained in the person. Do you believe that leaders are made or are they born? I believe in both. I believe leaders can be uh, can have the elements of, of a leader uh, genetically, let's say, because they were raised between parents who are leaders uh, or the society that they, they were raised in has put some elements into them. Um, uh, I do believe, just looking at children, uh, uh, from my profession at least, that I can see leaders just uh, between children at least. Um, uh, they are few though, uh, and, and you cannot expect a society full of uh, uh, um, uh, people born as leaders. Uh, the majority though are people who uh, spent time and effort and education and gained uh, extra skills to develop their leadership. And, and we believe in this sector. If someone has got the 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 natural, you know, leading uh, skills, Alhamdulillah, it's a gift from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. But if they're gonna keep it inside them and not do something about it and not show it to the community and not even sharpen those skills, it will just stay within a, a household. Yeah, and it's not gonna sh- you know uh, benefit anybody else, but maybe themselves. Uh, um, what we're aiming for at this particular program is. If someone has got a natural leadership, we're going to uh, sharpen it as much as we can for this particular person. If someone doesn't have it but has the some elements or even is you know uh, way behind, uh, we can, inshallah, with many uh, educational tools, uh, push and push and push this person, inshallah, to be a leader. Now, we're not asking for miracles. We're not, inshallah, uh, uh, going to change people that, you know, just like that. But uh, from even the stories of the Sahaba, you know, uh, uh, many of them um, before Islam, they were just followers. After entering Islam, alhamdulillah, they became leaders of the society. I like that story. I think also um, one of the Arabic writers, I forgot his name. Anyways, one of the writers was mentioning about Umar ibn Khattab, radiyallahu anhu, that if he had not become Muslim, the most he would have aspired to achieve would be to have a lot of cattle. Mm. And probably he would have died at a young age, either from you know alcohol abuse or from fighting with someone because he, he always has such a hot temper. Mm. But coming into Islam and controlling his whims and, and basically being groomed into leadership by the Prophet mm. made him the, the leader of the fastest and most um, successful you know uh, empire in the, in the world at the time. Because he had uh, a leader... Prophet Muhammad as an example in front of him and he and he had the tools alhamdulillah just to, to work yeah. on it I think it was Taha Hussain it's Abqariya Who said Umar. that? Possibly yeah, yeah possibly. that was yeah. from there mm. What um, do, you, do you see a current leader on the, like on TV or on the newspaper that um, kind of matches your the leadership style that you're after? Um, uh, it's very very hard to pick a, a, a leader that would fulfill all criteria. You can have a leader in media, let's say, but if you ask him something about social skills or family skills or other skills, he, he would be bit lost. Bit lost, lost yes, yeah. uh, um, uh, I, I believe a leader should have uh, a minimum leadership skills in many aspects of life. Uh, and and knowledge, basic knowledge of, of many many aspects of, of uh, you know of life or many and he should have the basic uh, uh, leadership skills in in dealing with many situations, being exposed with experiences uh, uh, in social, political, economical challenges. If um, uh, if you want uh, uh, me to pick a particular person at this stage, to be honest with you, I would really struggle to find someone. Uh, if um, uh, have you heard of a, a brother called Nasser Al Khattab? Nasser Al Khattab. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would be a good leader. He's a he? leader, leader in media. It would be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I think I may cause lots of massacres if I become. Just joking, Azio. Anyway, so. I feel like it often seems as though many people are keen to lead and be the leader, you know, be the chairperson, the president, be on the board. But 
it can be harder to find people who are willing to work behind the scenes and not be recognised so much for their roles and perhaps gain less um, reward in a worldly sense. Do you think your programme addresses this issue in any way? Uh, yes. Okay, that's a good answer. Yes. <laughs> can you expand on yes. uh, look, how? Uh, um, um, this, uh, I believe personally, even you know, without even starting this, this programme here in New South Wales, I believe if someone has got the ability, the skills, uh, uh, the knowledge to do something for their community or their organization uh, or even their workplace and they're hiding or they're not, um, try, they're not trying to achieve or they're not trying to show that they know this or, or they're not trying to actually um, just start a project or start a, a successful uh, uh, management plan for, their, uh, for, 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 for this, I think they are... Uh, um, they are at fault here mm. um, because they're not you know, basically uh, the, the only person who's going to lose is themselves only. Um, uh, that's one part of the story. The other part is the program will definitely focus on this. We will try as much as possible to challenge the weaknesses in people's uh, personalities. Some people are shy. Some people are less expressive. Uh, some people have lots and lots and lots of knowledge, but uh, uh, the interpretation of these of this knowledge can be misleading. Uh, we want to try and shape and try to um, sharpen those skills as much as we can in a in a midstream, so that every uh, inshallah will be happy, and at the same time, uh, it won't be. Uh, uh, recognized as a um, um, yeah, it, 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 we we, ha we have to we, we we are looking at the the, the main uh, Muslim stream here, the mid you know middle middle stream, yeah. and uh, if someone uh, let's say has a has a has got an anger management problem or yeah, shy, fringe, fringe. you know, uh, okay, and, and then 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 we'll have to uh, sharpen this and and change it in a way. Yeah. I believe everybody can change. Yeah. If they want to change, yeah. if, if if because otherwise, if someone is stealing and you tell him please change, you say oh that's how how I am, you know this is you know a disaster to the community. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing because I myself I know that I always try and avoid leadership roles for the fact that I feel like I might have pride if I become involved in leadership that you know I want my name attached to something I want to get reward for it from a worldly sense and mm. so for me I often deliberately try to stay behind the scenes just so that. I don't have that conflict inside of, you know, whether I'm doing it for myself or not, or doing it for God. So you, you have to. We have. Look, it's not only you. It's, it's everybody. To be honest with you, everybody mm. has the same problem. But we have to, every single day, renew our intention that we're doing this for the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We're not doing this for the pleasure of money or being recognized. That's number one. Number two, if you renew your intention, whatever you do, uh, uh, try to imagine it this way. If someone is uh, uh, falling into a hole and you're watching them going to it, are you going to just stay silent and say, oh, I do want to really show that I can help? Or you're going to really help and raise your voice in front of everybody else? Then you have to do something. At this stage, I think our community need to do something to improve in every aspect of life. And I think, inshallah, uh, if you have a skill, please raise your voice and help as much as you can. I think, um, oh yeah, we have to get to that as well, inshallah. I think also uh, in the, the a lot of people remember the hadith of Prophet Sallallahu when um, uh, he he allocated someone for leadership, and then another person came and asked for leadership position, and the Prophet Sallallahu told Abu him Dar, Abu Dhar Abu Ghafari, no, no. yes, uh, and the Prophet Sallallahu told him that some people are not meant to lead, mm. and that was Abu Dhar, and the, the problem with that was because Abu Dhar was quite st not strict, but he was quite. Um, black and white let's say mm -hmm. so he would not he, he had no flexibility he had no diplomacy mm -hmm. he was a great sahabi but those were not uh, strengths of his i think also uh, in this community um and this is something as well that uh, uh, the leader uh, of the um, the Baylor program in uh, melbourne uh, brother mohammed helmi um he mentioned that you understand leadership not always to be a leader but to be a good follower because always the best leaders are also the best followers because they understand the importance of leadership. Also, I remember, I think, in one of the Ghazawat, um, uh, the Prophet ﷺ, uh, in, told the Muslims not to attack the, um, the, the castle or the, the place that they were trying to attack. And one, one of the Muslims actually went out there and attacked it. You know, and he was by himself and he was hit with an arrow and he died. And Prophet ﷺ said, this man is going to hell because he did not follow 
the the the, the groups, order, the, the order, the, the Prophet mm. I mean, uh, that's why it's so important now when we're looking at uh, the Muslim community. You have so many, you know, splinter groups. You have so many people going out and just doing anything they want. Uh, you know, acting as uh, spokesmen for the community when they're not. It's it's coming up with a lot of problems. Um, actually, I would also like natural. Um, there was uh, a very interesting initiative um, that occurred um, a few days ago. Uh, I don't know if you guys know know that uh, there was a uh, polygamy program on Insight. Mm. Mm. Now, when this happened, the first group that the Insight producers, uh, you know, uh, pounced on to get to get people was the Muslims. They went to the imams. They went to the community leaders. Tell us about your stories of polygamy, because you know. Uh, insight likes to basically sidestep the the core of the story and just sensationalize it so that more people would watch completely uh, you know uh, uh, ignoring the actual uh, cause and I so I would say that's a little bit of an exaggeration personally but I guess we disagree there yeah okay <laughs> you know where I come from they don't interrupt people <laughs> uh, and so the um, some of the the Muslim um, media um, activists, uh, media people, and, uh, you know, activists in the community uh, spoke to Muslims in Melbourne and Sydney, which are the two main areas, and asked them to not speak to Insight at all and to not agree to come on Insight at all, just so that this wouldn't happen. This made a drastic change in the way that Insight presented the program. They had a Muslim or two, that's correct, but they also had a guy who loved two women and he's married to one of them, and the other one he's uh, living de facto with. They're sisters, twin sisters. Um, and, you know, the, the, he's Australian, and they're Australian Chinese or Australian Asia, or from Asian background. Malaysian? Yeah. Yeah, Australian Malaysian from a Chinese background. And so it had nothing to do at all with Islam. And there was another, you know, African person who, meant, who, who mentioned that, he, you know, his father was married to two women. There was an Aboriginal, I think, an elder, I'm not sure, who also was, was married to more than one woman. So it really gave... Um, gave it a, a very diverse, a, I guess, a universal um, uh, phenomenon, you know, a, a feel of a, that it's a universal phenomenon. It's not just one thing. Uh, and so, first of all, um, the way that Insight tackled this program was appropriate. Muslims weren't um, seen as these people who are, you know, unnatural and alien to, to the rest of humanity. And second of all, the Muslim community did something which very you know, hardly you ever see it, which is basically coming together and uniting. So imagine, subhanAllah, there's a leader who can always lead a unified voice for the Muslim community. If, la samahallah, may Allah protect us all in Australia and everywhere, if there is some sort of an accident, an explosion, anything like that, then you need a leader to come and to calm the people and to speak the word of truth that all Muslims, for example, are against uh, acts of violence in Australia and you wouldn't have some splinter group saying this is just we need a, new, a united voice a united that's, voice that's yeah you. and we're not going to be united um, except if there was a good leader inshallah inshallah I mean uh, this the um, just want to say one thing go ahead this please, is, yes. uh, inshallah yani, with the promising uh, uh, leadership program that we're, we're holding one of the things that we want to um, focus on is for the Muslim uh, community and Muslim leaders to start acting rather than reacting to whatever is happening. Uh, we, we're not going to wait for a tsunami to come and then say, oh, oh, what's the plan? <laughs> There's no plan either way. There's no plan B. You know, we have to start acting. We have to show the face of the real face of Islam. How beautiful is it? How peaceful is it? Mm. Have someone ever knocked on their neighbor's door and said, you know, he's a piece of, you know, sweet or he's uh, a packet of fruits or whatever because we are celebrating Ramadan, because we are celebrating Eid. And then this neighbor who hates Muslims, for example, or sh who has shown the bad face of, uh, you know, Muslim, I can't say Islam, Islam is always beautiful, uh, 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 might ask questions. He might raise some concerns. Ah, why are you, you know, doing this? And at the same time, it's an opportunity to open channels. Uh, I, I, imagine, I, I remember just a brief story that my wife told me about, which is a, a Muslim lady who was standing just trying to buy a coffee uh, in, the, in the shopping center. And then one of the, uh, um, uh, the um, 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 let's say, Anglo-Saxons, <laughs> how can we say that? Or one, one of the uh, old white people. Wh white people, <laughs> okay. White person, uh, 70, I think, plus, started shouting at her because of her scarf and shouting and shouting. And she didn't even understand why is he shouting at me. You know, I, I don't know this guy. And she, in a very polite way, went to him and said, 
excuse me uncle what an uh, uncle <laughs> why are you shouting at me i don't know you you know and he said you muslims you are ruining this country and you are doing this and that and this and that so she she started calming him down and she said can i offer you a cup of coffee you know imagine this you know a muslim lady uh, who might even you know maybe took take her shoes off and and maybe throw it to him she said can i offer you a a cup of coffee and and he he was surprised oh 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 no i don't want it but she insisted and she she took the coffee and she sat down with him and started explaining the whole issue that this guy is facing is a bad muslim neighbor over 15 years of him staying in that particular house his muslim neighbor has ruined the reputation of muslims and islam at the same time uh, what did he do in details? We don't want to go through what, what did this Muslim neighbor do. But after explaining, this guy, according to the Muslim lady, he started crying in the shopping center and said, I wish I've met something, someone like you who can at least explain and at least show me the beautiful face of Islam as you, as you now explained it. That's what we need, a simple effort from someone who knows how to speak, how to introduce things all the problems will melt because we don't have any problems with the Australian communities and or Australian society. Sure. We have uh, we actually share beautiful things and we just have to raise and say we're the same, we're doing all beautiful, you know, all, all good good things. We're not going to harm anybody. Inshallah. I was just going to say, um, I want to hear more about the bad neighbor. Maybe not sort of, we could do a show <laughs> on, on bad neighbors. <laughs> how, how many are there? Yeah, <laughs> how many bad neighbors we have? We could do it like a special show. We've all had bad neighbors. <laughs> Sometime or another, you always but, come but, across them. But this goes back to the leadership. I don't mm. have to be a leader of the of the community to do this. No, right, you yeah. are a leader at your house. You're and, you're, and an amb- your you're, you're an ambassador for that's your your faith. Every it. time you walk out the door. That's it. Um, in terms of uh, the program and stuff, is is it, have you come across like the, the cost involved? All right. Alhamdulillah, we're going back to the program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough <laughs> politics. <laughs> so, uh, the the program is uh, in part. Uh, um, the cost is uh, really, really uh, cheap, let's say, hmm. but it's uh, not cheap uh, because the material is, uh, is cheap. No, it's very, very costly material, very, very uh, uh, well-organized uh, uh, program. Uh, but uh, we thought we have to help uh, undergraduate students. Uh, uh, so we thought the cost at this stage, we're calculating it as $500 uh, per year. Wow, that's amazing. It's amazing. Yes, and that is very, uh, uh, very affordable, it's inshallah. It's very, very affordable, inshallah. And the remaining is being subsidized, inshallah, uh, by us and by the, the Commonwealth government. So how much is, is the whole full cost? Is it like $25,000 or something? Uh, we, Im- we imagine that uh, it, it will be less than that, inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, less than that. Uh, it's a part, part-time. part So about uh, 17000 uh, Look, yeah. r- Roughly, we're, yeah, we're, th- we're, th- we're thinking uh, maybe $15,000. Yeah. But uh, um, even if it was $15,000 and we have to subsidize, inshallah, we'll battle to get the funding for it because it's a unique one. Uh, uh, $500 for un- undergraduate students. We have four to five spots for uh, post postgrad students who have got a managerial experience in any any field, uh, and they can uh, actually apply for the diploma, uh, uh, and they can get a postgrad yeah. diploma uh, uh, pending on RPL. And seeing as this is a thing for students, how many hours a week roughly will it take up? In terms of studying? Or yeah, in terms, in terms of, of everything, like obviously for undergrad students who will have to balance it with their university studies as well. Okay. My, my wife took the uh, opportunity to study this program in 2009. Mm. And she's a, uh, a very busy lady. She has, at that time, we had two beautiful girls. Mm. And uh, um, she had her own uh, schedule in, in, in work and she's uh, an involvement in the community. Uh, from what we uh, um, uh, calculated, I think it took her like maybe two, three hours, four hours every fortnight wow, okay. uh, to um, to sit down and double check projects here and there. Yeah. Uh, plus, it's a uh, uh, it's a cooperative effort between students in that uh, program to finish and finalize projects. Uh, it, it will only take uh, uh, one Saturday every fortnight. The f- Saturday is a full time yeah. uh, uh, day from nine till five. Basically. So um, I guess at this point, um, if somebody wanted to have, <laughs> sorry, we're laughing. <laughs> the leader is sleeping. Amr San Hamoudi is going to sleep. He's completely dead. 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 He's
somebody gives them drugs or something subhanallah khair inshallah um if um until you know the the uh, the launch if somebody wanted more information is there a source the way they can go i think there's a website or something there's a website uh baylip uh you just google baylip b a i l p and and just it will just you know appear okay so uh, we're the only bailiff bailiff yeah. yeah uh the other thing is we as because this is just a starting bit of the program we haven't launched yet so this is like a uh, uh kickstart you know yeah. teaser inshallah uh facebook we're going to start a facebook campaign we're going to start a uh, inshallah launching a um, uh, even a small web page on the new south wales um Uh, version of the program and uh, of course email addresses and everything will be spread ar- around inshallah it'd be good as well like to identify these students at school level and perhaps letting a word out on in in the school in uh, in, uh, in high schools and stuff to let yeah. them know that this program is available perhaps inshallah we'll, we'll advertise to the community what mm. we're targeting at this stage is uh, 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 students in universities uh, inshallah whether it's first year of uni or last year or uni doesn't matter Uh, uh but inshallah it's also an opportunity for the high school students to look into something like this when they join the university okay sounds good inshallah. inshallah um so i guess now we come to the end of our show um i'd like to thank uh, you brother basil for coming to the show pleasure uh, at such a late hour uh so yeah jazakallah khairan and uh, we wish you all the best inshallah jazakallah khairan and uh yeah your marketing manager is going to have a tough job doing this uh, uh wish him all the best as inshallah well. they're, they're very skilled people who I'm working with and inshallah we'll <laughs> achieve our goals in no time they and, are quite skilled, and we're looking they? forward at uh, inshallah launching the applications and receiving applications in in one to two months from now inshallah inshallah uh, again jazakallah khairan and wish you all the best inshallah jazakallah khair thank you and uh, we also would like to thank our uh, previous guest mahanna journey for coming in and telling us about uh, the mission of hopes uh, uh, projects for ramadan uh, in velowood inshallah um we come to the end of our show but i'm not going to end it um somebody else will either of you yeah no it's up to you and uh, i can end it if you Tape want yep david rolling All right. So that brings us to the end of the show this week at Alchemy of Truth. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Next week we haven't organized what's happening. So it'll be a surprise. Yes, uh we, love surprises. we have organized something but uh, it's going to be a surprise. It's a lie. All right. So anyway, <laughs> thanks to my co-hosts Nasa and Amer and his adorable Thank you, Anna Rose. sleeping son Ahmed. <laughs> very cute in the corner there. Um and inshallah we'll see you next week. It's Are you going to say salams or just uh, call it a day. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.